Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to America Meditating. I am your host, Sister Jenna. We are broadcasting live from the Meditation Museum. And I wanted us to start off with a little bit of Om Shanti this morning. You know, because it's happening right now through us. Come on, sing with me. Shanti, Om Shanti, Om by the Agape Choir. As you know, Michael Beckwith and Ricky Beckwith are my very good friends from the Agape Spiritual Center in California. And I enjoy this being our opening theme song for America Meditating. For those of you who are aware of Om Shanti, I don't have to describe its depth and its meaning. And for those of you who would like to be aware of what is Om Shanti, apart from maybe a song that Madonna made popular. (laughs) Om means I'm a soul, and Shanti means peace. So whenever we say Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om Shanti, we're saying I'm a peaceful soul. And I think what that declares to us is a religion that has been lost in our current history, the religion of inner peace. Um, I heard a story from someone yesterday who um, wished to get on board with the America Meditating, and, and then they were sharing that, okay, they're very private, and they believe in things that are beyond the current thinking of folks, and I kept thinking, well, you know, America Meditating is about hearing stories that are different, and it's about looking for the missing piece because we have many ideas in the story right now. And the question is, is your idea the idea to lead us to some sort of an understanding of ourselves? You know, life is a game, but it's an important game. It's a game that we play with tremendous amount of interest and it's important to stay in the game and spirituality means I'm not only staying in the game but I'm going to play the game to my best ability. There is a story of a basketball player who was injured and um, he came out on the field and he sat on the sidelines and Everything in his heart wanted to just go in and play the game because even though he was in pain sitting on the sidelines, he preferred to be in pain whilst he was playing the game. And that's what I find our story of our humanity is about. Sitting on the sidelines will never offer us the experience or the opportunity as to what we're supposed to be, but being in the game of life and trying to live your Om Shanti is what the game is about, isn't it? We will go through a variety of stages. We will we will come through it with shining colors. We will 
fall back, we will rise, we will not rise, we will laugh, we will cry. And for the 30 years that I've been on my own path, I keep asking myself, what is it about when the Buddha did his tapasya, Christ did his tapasya, Muhammad did his tapasya, and if you don't know what tapasya is, top in Hindi, it's a very deep stage of being reflective on the self. It's intense meditation. And they did all this tapasya for what? To find their realization, to be enlightened, for Samits to claim eternal freedom so the soul doesn't come back into a karmic story. Now here we are 2,000 years later. Are we doing tapasya? And what is our tapasya with? Is our tapasya with our iPhones, our computers, our laptops, with the current state of the government, the current state of economy? Am I having tapasya with if I can meet my mortgage? You know, things have changed, my brothers and sisters. We are changing constantly. And this is what makes the show special. America Meditating is about bringing individuals to the table to share with us their stories so we can learn through them. Today we have Hugh Byrne in, and he's a senior teacher with the Insight Meditation Community of D.C. He's trained in and teaches mindfulness-based stress reduction and has completed training in somatic experiencing, a mind-body approach to healing trauma. He's also a co-founder of the Washington Buddhist Peace Fellowship and mentors a team that teaches mindfulness in correctional facilities, especially in the D.C. area, which is quite important. And he's committed to sharing the wisdom and compassion of Buddhist meditation. We're going to get Hugh on the line now to have him share with us a little bit more about his journey. Hugh, good morning and welcome to America Meditating. Good morning, uh, Sister Jenna. I'm very happy to be with you this morning. So am I. I was very pleased that Antonia was able to get you on the show. I know that Tara has been very supportive in the work for America Meditation, so we thank you and her and your whole team for that. You're very welcome. Wonderful you, you what know, you're doing. Th thank you. Um, meditation um, is becoming much more in the narrative, especially in the U.S. I believe perhaps many years ago when it started many people were not aware of what really was it, you know, what was it about, what were the benefits of meditation. So there are a variety of meditation practices out there. I had a wonderful interview with David Lynch yesterday, and he was a very strong uh, supporter of transcendental meditation. And, of course, um, there are a variety of forms, and the question is, is there a right form, is there a wrong form? Can you tell us about the one that you practice, which is mindfulness? And how does it improve the quality of our lives? Yes. Um, first, I'd say I think there isn't a right and a wrong form. Um, the form that's right is what's right for you and what's going to help you find greater peace, ease, well-being, freedom. Um, mindfulness meditation is a practice of opening to our experience just as it is, really saying yes to the present moment, without judging, without resisting. Open to what's here in the body, in the heart, and the mind. We can do this in any moment, whether we're formally meditating or just in our daily lives. 
right now just to notice, you know, what am I aware of in my body, in my, in my emotions, in my mind? When we meet our experience in this way, whether in formal meditation or daily life, we're really coming into alignment with life rather than acting in ways that are habitual or reactive. There's a great quote I love from Viktor Frankl who says, between the stimulus and the response is a pause, and in that pause lies our freedom and our power. Mindfulness, I think, is that pause that allows us to see what's happening without judgment and allows us to make choices that help um, improve the quality of our lives. So this is how I think it leads to greater well-being and greater happiness, by being being aware of what's here and making choices about, um, about how we respond to the present moment. Thanks. You, um, there was an event I attended a few years ago on the hill with Thich Nhat Hanh, mm-hmm. and quite a few number of his followers or disciples were walking in mindfulness. It was about 10 of them walking in their orange robe off of Independence Avenue, and mm-hmm. your mind could feel the silence of their collective mindful practice. Mm-hmm. And this is where I feel that the increase of mindfulness as a meditation. In our Brahma Kumari community, we call it being soul conscious. And when we're soul conscious in the Mm -hmm. awareness of a real identity and real value of energy, we bring that energy to the world because it's now in our lives. Now you spent, um, I heard you recently spent like three hours in a submarine like tub floating in darkness and without any sound, you've got to tell us what that experience was about and what did you gain from it? Well, um, it's a, what's called a, a, a float, sometimes called a flotation tank, and it's uh, kind of like a, going into a mini submarine. You're held up by salt water, so it's almost like um, being in, in back in the womb. It's deeply relaxing. There's no sound. There's no light. So you're able to experience clearly the thoughts that come up, the emotions, the mind states as they arise, and you can let them come and go. They can just come and float away. So it's easier to see, you know, how the things that we get caught up in in our daily lives, you know, worrying about this or fixating on something in the past, how that's just a kind of a mind moment. And if we're not clinging to it, then it just kind of floats by. So this is a way of just kind of really confirms everything I know from practicing mindfulness, that we can really be present, that we can let go of these these kind of um, mind states and emotions that can be so troubling um, in our daily lives just by bringing awareness to our experience. So that was a context, kind of a more extreme version of, of the context for just being present with um, with my experience. And how does that transition into getting back to just the normal flow of life? Were you able to bring that into motion? Sure. I mean, afterwards, one tends to feel more relaxed and at ease and calmer. Um, But it, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it very much, I think, supports, just as meditation supports us in our daily lives, the formal practice of meditation. So I think this was, I found, I found to be helpful. And I'm a curious person. And there was a place, you know, in Bethesda that, you know, has, um, you know, one of these tanks to, to go into. So it was, um, it was an exploration, and I felt a very helpful one, and I'm something I continue to do. Very nice, very nice. Now, you've been doing, um, I think, a teaching course called Somatic Experiencing, and um, it's helping to heal trauma. Can you tell us how you got involved with that and what that's about? Yeah, Somatic Experience is a a mind-body therapy that helps um, release the energies of trauma that can get locked in our bodies. it's really a mindful and a gentle approach for working with trauma. It was developed by uh, Dr. Peter Levine, and he observed how animals are able to release the intense energies that get um, generated in life-threatening situations. Imagine a gazelle being chased by a lion and managing to escape, and how they can shake out these intense energies from that very challenging experience. But as humans, with our prefrontal cortex and our rational mind, we tend to, you know, the fear that we experience tends to get locked into our bodies, the fear or the terror. And thematic experience is an approach that helps release those energies by bringing awareness to the places in the body where the energy has become stuck and moving attention to other areas of the body or experience where there's more calm, more peace, more ease or well-being. And this gentle movement of awareness, which is very, very much akin to mindfulness, although it uses a somewhat different language, um, helps to release that, the energy that gets stored in the body, the energy of trauma, and helps to, I have found in my own experience and working with others, helps to heal very, very painful experiences that may go back decades in, in someone's life. Well, I think I'll be able to send you a lot of... Um, Hugh, looking back on your life, um, share with our listeners one life lesson that has captivated you and continue to inspire you to move forward. Well, you know, I, I think the lesson that I keep coming back to is that we can always return, we can always come back to the present moment. We can always come back to the body, to the breath, to here and now. Um, Eckhart Tolle had a wonderful statement. He says, we can always cope with the present moment, but we can't cope with the future because the future is just a mind creation. And we spend so much time in the future and the past worrying about what might happen, re, you know, regurgitating, you know, reflecting on, um, you know, getting caught up in past experiences. And there's a lot of suffering and there's a lot of stress when we do that. A lot of anxiety leads to depression. Coming back to the present is a refuge. Coming back to the body, coming back to the breath. And this is, I think, the greatest learning that I keep coming back to, that this is where our freedom lies, is coming back to the truth of this moment as it is, coming really back into alignment with our lives, not being in conflict with our life, with our experience, and finding freedom in that, through that pathway, through that doorway. 
you. We've enjoyed your wisdom and your energy. Please let our listeners know how we can find more information about you and come back on the show again soon. Um, I would uh, love to do that. Um, my website is hugh-byrne.com, and I can also be found at imcw.org. That's the Insight Meditation Community of Washington.org, imcw.org. Thank you for having me on the uh, program this morning, Sister Jenna. It's been a real pleasure. Looking forward to meeting you personally, Hugh. All the best. Thanks very much. We're coming to a close of our show, and we would like to simply remind everyone the importance of being present, as Hugh shared with us so beautifully. It's really about awareness, isn't it? And it's about the end of conflict with the self. And the reason why conflict with the self continues is that we need to acquire more awareness of who we are. So the silence and the meditation and the time with our conscience and with the divine becomes a very huge tool that we can use. My dear fellow brothers, make your Tuesday one of the happiest ever, and we'll tune in to you tomorrow.